The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM on Voice America Radio. We got Coach Gordon Roberts with us tonight. And Coach, the start of the NFL has started. As a matter of fact, we're down to the last couple of games of this weekend. And the second week of college football is here. And look like we have a definite number one in Ohio State. And look like the cupcakes they're going to be playing for the rest of this season. They're probably going to be the number one team throughout this season until maybe Michigan State can do something for them. What's going on, Coach Gordon Roberts? Well, Daryl, I think this is the time of the year I live for. Uh, I agree with you entirely. When Ohio State's number one and they don't play anybody, that's kind of like what they tried to say about uh, Florida State last year. So let's turn that back around. This year, uh, Ohio State has Michigan State and then a bunch of also-rans. So why should they be number one? I like that a lot of people, are, in fact, uh, Michigan State in the, U, uh, the AP polls got two first-place votes because of their win over Oregon. Well, Coach, um, Ohio State has to be the number one team. They are the champions. You know, you, you have to knock the champions off. I don't care if they have a, a cupcake schedule for this season. They still are the the champions. I mean, they, you know, until someone uh, dethrones the champion or uh, takes him off the king of the hill, he is the king. And I don't, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with them um, being the number one team because hey, they they are who they are. They're in a conference that that plays for a uh, plays for a championship at the end of the season. Uh, you never know. It might might be Michigan State playing them. Well, I I know that uh, in the past, sometimes when the number one team from the year before isn't playing uh, standard teams, they have slipped. But, Coach, Alabama is ahead of TCU, and I know off the air we were talking about TCU uh, – I'm not sure that I can agree with them being ranked third on the list. Well, you know, um, when we when we talk about um, Texas Christian University, I think this team is, has has played that role for a while now. That same that same role that Fresno State had to play, and 
and uh, and Utah had to play for a while. Um, and and because they because they've been able to hang with the big dogs and um, and and go to big bowl games in the in the last couple of years, I think they deserve um, I, they deserve what they're getting uh, ahead of a team uh, a Michigan State team. Regardless, they they beat a a, a pretty good uh, Oregon team on Saturday night. But um, let's don't take anything away from Texas Christian when we when we look at this team's um, record. Uh, for the last couple of years. Coach, you know, what I hate to see happen is someone uh, be placed. If you're going to say that, then let's let's look down the line. You know, uh, what has USC done lately? Uh, you know, one poll has them six and one poll has them ninth. But who have they beaten in the last few years? I mean, their programs hasn't been dominant since the 90s. Yeah, I know, Coach. But when we look at a team like Texas Christian, TCU, here's a team. They played um, Stephen F. Austin, and they scored 70 points. And they have to score 70 points. I'm sure that coach probably would have rather scored 50 or 45 points. But because if he scores 35 or 45 points against Stephen F. Austin, they'll drop in the polls. And we know this. And here's a coach that has to almost – put his foot on some team's poor team Stephen F. Austin's neck and choke him until they die just because, so he could stay up in the rankings. And this is a disgrace to the game. But because they are who they are, they have to do what they have to do. Well, if, they, if that's the case, Coach, then how can somebody like Notre Dame, who should have lost this past week, stay up in the top ten when they don't play that well. They didn't play very well against Virginia, a team that uh, was very mediocre the first week, and yet uh, 47 seconds left in the game, they were beating Notre Dame. They were, Coach. And with 18 seconds left or 14 seconds left, um, Notre Dame threw a, a, a pass that every defense coordinator, every person that ever played defense in football is saying, how in the world are you let this guy get behind you? But, hey, Coach, this guy, Mike London, his job is on the line, and he's playing, and his team is playing for him extremely hard because they like this guy. He's a great humanitarian. The things he's done, um, uh, the things he's done at Virginia, besides being a great, a pretty good football coach, um, bringing some guys in there that's gone and made, been good pros, um, he's playing for his job every week. But <clears throat> the reason Notre Dame is still in the top ten coaches because they are who they are. They are Notre Dame. And it doesn't matter who's coaching that team. They're going to be in the top ten. They, they got their own um, television network. When I'm talking about a major network, NBC, this is this is Notre Dame we're talking about. This is this is not Stephen F. Austin or TCU. If Notre Dame is ranked twenty, and they, if they, if 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 the average Joe Blow thinks they should be ranked twenty because of their record, trust me, the AP and the coaches poll are gonna have them in the top ten. Well, I, you know, I I I don't agree with that, Coach. I, I agree that from year to year. Teams play up to their expectations, and they don't. And you and I know that very well. 
You know, we've had teams in the past that we thought were going to be great that weren't. And it's all about that year. And I hate to see teams like, uh, you know, somebody that's really, you know, Georgia Tech just looks awful good to me right now. And Oklahoma pulled out a squeaker at Tennessee, and both of those are under the top ten. And I think they belong up there in the top ten. And we're still very early in the season, and Oklahoma still has a chance to to make it um, high in the polls. And I could see them going into the top ten, maybe even the top five before the season is over. And I could see Notre Dame going outside of the top ten, possibly even outside of the top 15 with two losses in in the season. So it's real early in the season, Coach. And um, and don't forget about teams like Auburn that's down there at, at, at 15. And, and they, they still they, – they're in the SEC. But when we see some of these teams in the SEC going down, and, you know, like Tennessee – uh, you know, they, um, they they go down to Oklahoma, South Carolina. Um, they they went down this week. Hey, <clears throat> I, I think I think we are lo- losing a little bit of the luster of the SEC because when we look at the top ten, we only see two teams from the SEC in the top ten right now, and that's Georgia and Alabama in the AP poll, and 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 in the coaches poll. Um, we only have Alabama and Georgia from the uh, Southeastern Conference. So um, I, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the Southeastern Conference might be losing a little bit of the luster. Well, Coach, they still got seven in the top 25 because you got Alabama at two, Georgia at seven, you got LSU at 13, you got Ole Miss at 15, you got Texas A&M at 17, you got Auburn at 18. You got Missouri at 22. So that still gives you seven in the Southeastern Conference ranked pretty well. It it does give us it does give you seven in the Southeastern Conference. But we know now with the new playoff system, if you're not in the top ten, if you're not in the top five by the last two or three games, you're you're in a lot of trouble. Um, and you know and. Some teams do have conference championships, and the SEC is one of them. So you, one of these, two of these teams from the SEC has to be in the top five for them to be even considered for the um, for the tournament per se. And and I go back to a team like TCU, coach, and they're going to have to in in order for them to even be for them, in order for them to even participate in this. NCAA college football tournament, they're going to have to put their foot down on a lot of people's throat this year, and it's going to be a, a disgrace to the game to see this team winning by 50 and 60 points. It's just not going to be fun. Well, I, you, know, I, you know, I hate to see it happen, but uh, that's, you know, uh, I bumped into someone this weekend while traveling uh, to Colorado. And the guy says, has it all become nothing but about money? And I said, I'm afraid that's what it's about. Yeah. And, you know, Coach, and I, I say that about um, TCU, but when we look at their schedule, um, this weekend they play S, uh, SMU. And um, the, the 26th of September they play Texas Tech. October 3rd they play Texas. They play at Kansas October 10th. 
um, at Iowa State October 17th. Uh, they come back home on October 29th and play Virginia, West Virginia, excuse me, play West Virginia. Then they're at Oklahoma State. Then they're playing, um, uh, they play Kansas at home. Coach, they also play Oklahoma, the 16th ranked team right now, at Oklahoma. And then they come back home and play the number five team, Baylor. If they can get through this schedule and be undefeated, um, I, I see no doubt that um, this team was worthy of um, of, um, of being considered for the national championship. And, and when we look at it, Coach, this team has 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 put themselves has had to put themselves in a schedule like this simply because um, no one ever took them serious. Just like you were saying earlier, they're not even worth. They're not worthy of the number three ranking that they have. But when you look at their schedule, I think we might beg. You may beg to differ as well. Well, coach, that schedule you just read off to me. Uh, I'm saying Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are the two big ones that they have to beat. I don't see anybody else in that group, or, or Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. Those three, the only three big teams I see them playing. But you're right. If they beat those three and the rest that they play, then they deserve to be in the tournament. Well, I'm telling you now, uh, West Virginia is never anybody's slouch. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas Tech at Texas Tech. And... Texas at home is is a is a big time. Got to be, uh, you know, as hot as the seat Charlie Strong sitting on. Every game is is a is a, a game of of um a game for his job basically. Well, I I hope you're I hope they give Charlie a lot longer than just two years. But of course, that's how fans are. Uh, he he'll give them a great program if they'll give him some time. But coach, looking uh-huh. down there. I, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, if they've got some sleepers in there. Maybe Clemson might be a sleeper this year. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, uh, when we look at uh, USC, I, I think that um, that's a team that's that's really has – they have a lot to prove this year. I mean, when we, when we, when we talk about this team, um, the coach is already – uh, already been under scrutiny uh, for an accusation of him um, drinking and under the influence of um, of um, of pills. Uh, so I think that's that that's something that's a hurdle that they've already had to had to um, cross before the season even started. So. When 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 that kind of accusation is already um, um, been a part of his um, for has, been, has already been a part of what's going on in his tenure at at uh, USC, uh, Steve Sarkeesian has um, has gotten off to a, a, a rough start, just to say the least. So he has a lot to prove at uh, at USC, you know. He he's in. I'm not gonna say he's in cahoots with Pat Hayden, but Pat Hayden is the athletic director there, uh, and he brought in uh, Sarkeesian. He's his boy. Um, I think 
So he, he, he really has a lot to prove this year. So I think USC is a team that's a, that's a real sleeper in, in, this, in this group of, um, of NCAA teams because we, all, we already know that, that USC is going to get the best talent in California. I mean, they, they, they are USC. You know, I, I, it's, they're going to get the best talent in California. California is, uh, is the state for athletes, period. Football, basketball, they, they have a lot of athletes there. So I really think that um, the pressure's on him and how well he does this year is it's, it's still, uh, it's still, still up in the air. Because, you know, what you said earlier is, is so true now. Uh, the incident that happened at Florida with the Florida head coach uh, against the Kevin Taylor kid, uh, they, you know, he got a penalty for uh, making the slashing across the throat sign during the game, and the coach went off on him on the sidelines, and it went viral. The YouTube uh, uh, copy of that incident went, and, and the first thing the coach said is, you know, we're in the public's eye, and you have to be careful about what you say and do on the sidelines. And he seemed to be more upset about being caught doing this, overreacting to this kid, uh, than he was about what he actually did. So you're right, Coach. A lot of times uh, people are motivated uh, because they're trying to keep their job, and there's a lot of pressure. Uh, The new head coach there in Florida, I would have thought that he could have had a little bit more uh, control having been the first year and uh, starting off fairly well last week. And uh, they were beating East Carolina. So I don't know. Uh, It's a tough sport, and it's a tough game to be a coach in uh, with all the eyes on you. Yeah, and, you know, and and in that situation, Coach, um, uh, I think you and I both know that um, you could get your point across um, in, in, in five seconds. You know, not and and it doesn't take that much to to um to get that to, kid's attention. Right. It it really doesn't. Sitting on the bench. It, exactly. So everybody wants to play, and you're sitting on the bench. You think, well, you know, I got to be a lot smarter about this in the future. You know, and this guy Jim McElwain, You know, he he's only been there. This this is only his what second game as a Gators head coach. So right. I, 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 you know, and then on top of that, it wasn't just a regular kid. This is a this is a a Gator Hall of Famer, Fred Taylor. Um, this was his son, you know, uh, a running back, a, a a second year running back at at the University of Florida. And for him to just go off on this kid for about thirty seconds was was it, it well, you know Right. You know, I tell you, I tell you this story, Coach. Uh, once I was walking my dog, and my dog walked in this guy's yard. And he must have had a surveillance camera. He runs out. He starts yelling and going crazy, going crazy. And, he, and I'm like, hey, sir, listen to me. My dog walking in your yard was not your problem. Whatever it is that got you this mad, it's not my dog walking in your yard. And we just walked away pretty quickly, as quickly as we could, because it was more than just my dog walking in the yard that made him go off like that. It was way more than that kid doing a slash sign. It was, it was something that was built up, Coach. 
in him that made him go off for as long as he went off. Because about five seconds would have been plenty of time. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Lucas on the line. And um, Lucas was actually at the game yesterday when Tampa Bay um, went on the field with Jameis Winston. Lucas, how's it going? How's it going? It's going good. Lucas, how how, how was how was the crowd at the game yesterday? The crowd was um, in terms of numbers, we weren't the greatest, but we were actually pretty well into the game up until I'd say about third quarter. Yeah, and and uh, was it anything close to a sellout crowd there? No, uh, as far as general seating, we it, it wasn't anything close to a sellout crowd. Wow, that's not good. That's not good at all. And and as far you know, when we look at this game and when we break it down, um, the kid Mariota really looked sharp. I mean, looked like um, um, the Titans have tailored their offense 
to suit his his style of play. I mean, he had a release yesterday, um, like like quicker than Dan Marino, and that's probably somebody you never saw play Lucas Dan Marino. He's <laughs> a bit before your time, but um, but I mean, Dan Marino had the quickest release I've ever seen, and Mariota yesterday he got rid of the ball so quick and accurate that um, I think defenses weren't prepared for that. But Tampa Bay's defense definitely, yeah, agreed, yeah. So, and what was what was one of the highs that you saw from um, from um, Winston yesterday? And and tell me your opinion of one of the lows that you saw from um, Jameis Winston as well. So one of the highs definitely is the fact that he's growing into becoming an NFL position. So there are going to be some growing pains as well. Um, he. He understands the offense pretty well. I just don't feel that he is used to the speed of the game yet. As you saw early on, just getting pressure through the Tampa Bay offensive line, um, he wasn't as ready to get the ball out of his hands as Mariota was. Uh, hence, you know, the first throw being returned for a pick six. But on the positive side, uh, I mean, sorry, on the negative side, besides him, you know, getting adjusted and, and sort of finding his rhythm throughout the game, even though Tampa Bay didn't do well defensively, um, I think the, the biggest hurdle that he needs to overcome is really not trying to have the entire weight of Tampa Bay on his shoulders. You know, you're in a game between potential number one draft picks and, um, you know, they're coming to your stadium trying to prove you wrong. You have all this clout over your head that if you're not successful – which everybody's talking about you being unsuccessful since you got drafted. I mean, it's a lot of weight to, to bear on your shoulders. I don't think he was ready for that yesterday. Yeah, obvious. He he wasn't ready for that yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, and and but one of the things that's in his favor right now is that um he plays he he plays the Saints, the Texans, the Panthers, and the Jaguars. You know, right. the only thing, the only team that really stands out there with us is is possibly the Panthers. You know, because the Jaguars put no fear in nobody, and the Texans, they're flip flopping quarterbacks already. Talking about um, Ryan Mallett might be starting this week, and the Saints really look like they're holding on to Drew Brees and that whole that whole fairy tale just a little too long. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, Lucas, man, thanks for calling. And uh, we're going to have you on more often and talk about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers now that we know that you're going to be at the games and you're going to have a bird's eye view of what's going on at um, at um, Raymond James Stadium. Of course. Yeah. And thank you. We appreciate it. We'll have you back again thank soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Lucas. And we got another call on the line, Matt. All right, Robbie, what's going on? What's going on, man? Oh, Robbie, another Tampa Bay fan. Robbie, yes, sir. What's 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 up with your boy Jameis Winston? And you you're a Jameis Winston fan from way back from his college days. I agree. Well, no, I'm no, no, no. Let's 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 go ahead and and correct that first. Okay. Uh, well, you followed him strong in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you couldn't help that when I'm being number one and not losing no games and stuff like that. You know, I'm a hurricane since 1983. All right. Now we're talking, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. So you yeah. know that. But yeah, anyhow, 
Anyhow, um, Jason, I, I agree with Lewis's previously previous comments, man. He was, I think, it's the speed of the game that he's got to adjust to, man. He, uh, you know, it was. Uh, he threw two picks yesterday. Uh, I don't think he should have threw either one of them. Uh, the first one, he 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 didn't go through his progressions. He uh, he had his mind made up to throw it to a guy, and and uh, he didn't go through his progressions. He threw the ball, and that was picked off. That other one was a terrible one, too. He tried to throw over the guy's head. I mean, that was just, uh, I think he underestimated that linebacker he threw that, that pick to right there, you know. And you know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and vent this a little bit because, I mean, I am a Bucks fan. I've been a Bucks fan for a long time, man. And uh, uh, bad football, they just played bad football yesterday. You know, a lot of it on both sides of the ball. Defensively, man, we hurting in the secondary. We really are. Chris Conti in the game yesterday, man, that was that really surprised me. He was, uh, I don't know, he didn't play, play very much preseason ball. It was, uh, I don't know, it was rough, man. Yeah, it is rough. And I, and I really think that uh, Levy Smith, his job is on the line for his sure. His job is definitely going to be on the line. Uh, his job definitely going to be on the line. But I hate to see that right there, man, and the, and the whole, his scheme. We don't have the personnel to run that, man. No, you don't have the personnel. We, we 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 don't have the personnel to run no Tampa two, man. You know, you got cornerbacks that ain't putting no hands on nobody. It's um, I don't know, man. We hurt, man. We hurt. I tell you this, there. Robbie. Um, you know, you, you they still have a um, putting a lot of de- de- depending a lot on Doug Martin, and this guy is yeah. just not a running back that you can hang your hat on. I mean, and and nothing to take away from him. He he probably would be a good. Uh, situation running back. back. A good situation running back. Like that third down back or he can, yeah, run, like he can come Spoles. out of the backfield. Like yeah, like Darren Sproles. Right. Yeah, but as your primary running back, he, he's not the guy. And then, you know, his backup, Rainey, is just, you know, they look like, they look, they look like college running backs out there, and it's just not a good thing. And, and, yeah. and, you, and you really have to get all of the weapons for um, Jameis Winston. I mean, and yeah. I'm talking about Vincent Jackson and um, the other Mike kid Evans. on the other. Yeah, Mike Evans. Both of those guys have to be available. And Mike Evans wasn't available. Uh, no, but, um, he was Take him out of my uh, little fantasy team yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, he did target, target Vince, uh, Vincent Jackson um, 11 times. And, uh, yeah. he, you know, he had four receptions. Uh, so and you know what? I, excuse me, not to cut you off, man, but it's it's um, I mean, like I said, man, I, I'll admit that they played bad football, man, and you and you can't you can't, I mean, I, I can't really have anything good to say about that, but I will say this, man, it's been some years now where calls have been made. Did you watch the game yesterday? I I saw some of the game, yes. Well, Doug Martin, I mean, it was like uh, I think it was only twenty-one-seven at the time, man. We get a first down. It was close. They challenged the spot and moved it back an inch. I mean, it was like, uh, I mean, what? Things happen to the Buccaneers. I'm going to just say it like this, man. Things happen to the Buccaneers that I don't see happening to any other team, man. And, I mean, I watch every Bucs game. Uh, And, and, yeah, this is me vetting a little bit again. But, man, I mean, last year was the the, the Mike Evans thing where – they ran 10 seconds off the clock because he took too long to get up. You know what I mean? We didn't call no timeout. The refs called a timeout. They called an injury timeout. 
and ran 10 seconds off the clock. I mean, it's like, man, I don't, I mean, what what, what did they do this at? You know, only in Tampa. Yeah, and you know what, Robbie, uh, I, I, I let you vent because you, you really are a true diehard Tampa Bay fan. And I know you yeah. go way back to Doug Williams, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and you know, how, how, how they let Doug go and he went on to win a Super Bowl. You know, I, yeah. I, I understand yeah. all of this. But yeah. you lost 42 to 14. Yeah, Your quarterback's very first that. pass I... was an interception for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, yeah. I, you know, I, I understand you, you have a passion for these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I really wish them well because they're in my state, you know, and if they leave our state and go play in England, that's not going to be a good thing. No. So, no, we want I want them to, to win. Come on, Tampa Bay. Pick it up. Yeah. Come on, Robbie. Let's get it right down there over there in Tampa, man. I got to make a phone call. <laughs> One bus, please. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously, man. I mean, it's so, to love you, man. Yeah, speak to I love really you. love you. I really do, man. I really do. We got too much talent, you, man, for that to go down like that. We got too much talent for that to go down like that, man. Yeah, you and uh, Robert. Before you go, uh, it might not need to be you to make that phone call. It might not. It might need to be your father. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it very well. It very well may be, man. It yeah, because well somebody need to call call over there and at um uh, at one buck place with some praying words. You know a what few, I mean, a man? Few prayers will not hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, because because I really think Levy Smith, he his job is on the line, definitely yeah, on the line, is. and and he's probably going to go down with this uh, with this rookie quarterback because he's the first player taken in the draft, and then when we see on the other side. Marcus Mariota having a having a successful season, you know, probably with the same kind of numbers, passing yeah. yards as far as that's concerned. But yeah. winning, it makes up all the difference. I don't care if you throw for it twenty two really yards and win, right? It and the other guy throws for three twenty two and lose. That winning makes a big difference. And if Mariota continues to win, that's what Jameis Winston and Lovey Smith is going to be compared to. They're gonna to have to carry that. Yeah, they're gonna be. They're gonna uh, always be uh, compared, man. I mean, as long as they uh, play ball, they're gonna be compared like that. And, but, and, uh, and and their coaches are gonna be compared too, and their organizations yeah. are gonna be compared. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, Tennessee's organizations are gonna be saying, "Hey, we could have took." Uh, no, they they took Jameis Winston. We took Mariota. You know, hey, Daryl, Daryl, it made me physically sick to watch that yesterday. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I was like, I got up 7-something in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep because I know it's football coming on. I'm, like, ready for football. You know, and I had to wait because I, I, I uh, they play at 4.30. You know, I watched all that football at 1 o'clock. I got the Sunday ticket. The Sunday ticket was free yesterday. So I'm, like, watching all of this football. Yeah, I'm ready for my books. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. It was a letdown. It was a big letdown. Hey, Robbie. Thanks for calling Sports Info Radio Show. And we really appreciate your information and your love and your passion for the NFL and especially those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, brother. I ride them when they're high and I carry them when they're low, man. I mean, it's getting heavy right now, but, I mean, I'm riding with my boys, man. I mean, that's just how they go, man. You need to get you a back stimulator and a strong back brace for this season, brother. (laughs) Hey, thanks for calling Sports Info. You're a radio show, Robbie. 
We appreciate it. All right, man. I'll holler at you next time. Thanks. Hey, guys. That was Robbie from over in Brooksville, Florida. He is a passionate Buccaneers fan. And, um, and hey, you got to love guys that love their team so much that, like he says, he, he ride them when they high and he carry them when they low. You know, can't talk too much trash about his team, Coach. What's going on? Well, Coach, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that's what makes the NFL special. You know, for years, teams can be doormats and their fans will still pack the stands. Uh, that's what you love to see as a coach and as a player and as a person who loves the game. <clears throat> coach, yeah. but talking about sleepers, uh, a team that we both kind of care about, uh, the Dolphins, uh, started off with a win yesterday. And I think uh, they may be a, a real sleeper. Uh, I think they could be possibly the ones uh, between Buffalo and them. They could actually uh, unseat New England this year. Oh, well, I, I, I could see um, Miami winning against Buffalo um, this um, against New England this season, and I could definitely um, because they 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 beat the Redskins yesterday and. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins didn't look good at all in that game either, Coach. I, I mean, um, he, he, Robert Griffin, we don't know when Robert is coming back. Uh, but Kirk, Kirk Cousins, you know, just didn't really impress me at all. He threw a touchdown. Uh, he threw two interceptions. Um, you know, Tannehill, he protected the ball. He uh, he had a fumble in that game, but he, he threw one, th- threw one um, touchdown. Uh, hey, 23 or 34 for 226. You know, Kirk Cousins didn't bust 200 yards passing the ball. It's just hard. It's hard to be a a caliber quarterback in this league and not be able to bust 200 yards as a quarterback. And you say that, coach, and yet uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't yesterday. Hey, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of weapons around him now, and, and he has a defense that's that's just you know. <laughs> Remarkable, you know. On the other hand, Coach um, Indianapolis Colts they lost to um, to the Buffalo Bills, fourteen twenty seven, and uh, Rex Ryan looked like he has this team on a roll and looked like they they really playing some old Rex Ryan football. Rex Ryan seems to be able to get some teams excited early in uh, when he gets there. When he gets to a, to an organization. He can get a team excited. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back to talk about Rex Ryan and Chuck Pagano, who was just struggling with cancer a couple of years ago. He's struggling to keep his job. We'll be back, back guys, with more Sports Info UM. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. 
Racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Coach, we got a little bit sidetracked. We got that passionate Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Robbie, calling in. And Lucas, who called in and gave us an update on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, he was at the game. But um, when when we look at the game that came on Thursday night, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers played at the New England Patriots, and uh, Roger Goodell was not at the at that game, uh, the first game of the season. Um, the The New England Patriots are still having problems, per se. You know, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers made accusations that um, they could hear the New England Patriots coaching staff on their headsets during the game. So the referees actually um, disconnected both headsets until this problem was was taken care of or, or fixed or whatever you want to call it. What do you think about that, Coach? Coach, there's too much smoke around New England all the time. There's been too many times they've been accused of cheating, and I think it's just one of those kind of things that uh, most of the people in the league that may not say it in public believe it in private that New England will do whatever it takes to win, and if cheating is part of the formula to win, they don't have a problem doing it. They got uh, caught with the uh, spying on practices, I would believe that they would listen on headsets in a heartbeat. Well, you know, you you would think that it's 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 got to be old by now, and um, 
you 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 would just think that they wouldn't even try such a such a thing now because they've they've done it in the past and pretty much gotten away with it. Uh, when you hear some of the stories that they would actually send a low-level employee into uh, into the visiting team's locker room to try and steal plays and play sheets, you know, you hear those kind of stories and it, it, it makes you wonder. But um, I, I, I just I, I don't understand why Bill Belichick would even even think to stoop to such a level because I just think he's one of the most brilliant offensive and brilliant coaches of our time. And I think these are the kind of things that have really, really put a, a, a cast a shadow on his, on his legacy. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I just have always thought, thought of this guy as being a, a, a brilliant coach and to see this kind of stuff, it just, it, 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 it does taint his image a little bit and it does taint the new England Patriots championships. But, um, Hey, Hey, let's move on, Coach. Green Bay Packers beat the, beat the Chicago Bears. And, um, hey, Jay Cutler, some say he didn't look so bad yesterday. But, you did. hey, they didn't win. You know, that's, that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, he, he 18 of 36, 225, a touchdown and an interception. And that interception was late in the game. You know, he was trying to make something happen. Uh, but he had a QBR of 29.6. And um, when you look at um, Aaron Rodgers, 18 of 23, 130, 189 yards, three TDs, but a QBR of 94.4. Well, Coach, you know, I, I, I often wonder about how they get all those percentages exactly. I know there's a formula. I know it's done. I watched most of that game because – uh, Aaron Rodgers is my fantasy quarterback, but uh, I thought Cutler uh, did a pretty good job uh, with the folks that he has to work with. Uh, he used Matt Forte, and Matt Forte had a big game. I think he rushed for like 140 yards, and I think uh, I don't think Cutler could have done too much more than what he did. You know, and he has a he has a heavy spotlight on him this season, coach. You know, that's that's just the bottom line. You know, the guy's he's gotten paid a lot of money and he hasn't taken his team anywhere. He's on his third coach now. Hey, spotlight is gonna be on Jay Cutler, no no doubt. You know, and uh, Kansas City uh, beat Houston twenty seven twenty. And like I was saying earlier, they already talk about um, uh, Ryan Malik being the quarterback this week. Um, for this team, you know, um, this this guy um, uh, Brian Hoyer, he gets no love from nobody. I mean, this guy's been around the league. Eighteen to thirty-four, two hundred thirty-six yards, a TD and an interception, but a QBR of twelve point three. Uh, you know, that's pretty bad, guys. That is, but here's this guy Alex Smith, twenty-two of thirty-three, two hundred forty-three yards. Three TDs, no interceptions, and a QBR of 64.8. Hey. Well, it, it, you know, everybody accuses Alex Smith of being a game manager. Well, maybe that's what it takes to win in the NFL. You've got good talent around you. Use it. Don't turn yeah. the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make it easy on the other team. Right. Exactly. You know, um, and 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 
the Texans are, are a team that's, I'm not going to say they're in shambles, but they're, they're going through some transitions to say, and, uh, and, and, and we're still, um, waiting, waiting to see what, um, uh, Jadavion Clowney, uh, he does, you know, he had, he had four tackles, two assists, you know, we're still waiting to see if he's going to be a breakout player. Yeah, well, worthy of yeah, his draft status. And coach, you know the thing about it is, they've got the best defensive player in the league, probably in Watts, and so you know he's not getting double teamed, and so he just has to prove that all that money they gave him to begin with is warranted. Yeah, and hey. You know, well, Coach um, Johnny Manziel came in yesterday uh, against the, um, the New York Jets, and con- let's give a big congratulations out to Coach Todd Bowles, his first NFL victory uh, as a head coach, as a regular head coach. Um, but uh, Johnny Manziel came in the game yesterday after Josh McCown went out with a with a concussion and looked like he's going to be out for a while, and he went thirteen to twenty four, one hundred eighty two yards. One TD and an interception. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Jets. Uh, he's a he's another guy that we can definitely call a game manager, um, but he'll win for you. And he has he's always probably has an average QBR of something around the sixties between sixty and seventy. But uh, he went fifteen of twenty four for one hundred and seventy nine yards, two TDs and an interception. Johnny Manziel rushed five times for 35 yards, and I saw him take a vicious lick. I mean, it, it, it was a vicious lick. One of those licks when you look in, in, a, in one direction and someone comes in an opposite direction and just wails you. Uh, I mean, they didn't de-cleat both cleats, though. You know what I mean, Coach? It was just one de-cleat. One of his cleats had de-cleat, not both of them. But how many times can you allow that to happen to your quarterback? Yeah, you're right, Coach. And, and and here's a guy that really thinks that he can still run around like he he's at Texas A&M. And uh, if 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 they have another backup quarterback, they need to get him ready because I really think he's going to be scrambling a lot. And um, you just can't do that in this league because these guys are really really fast and really really big. Yeah. Yep, and my man Duke Johnson, who's uh, who's a running back, uh, rookie out of University of Miami, uh, seven rushes, twenty-two yards. Uh, longest was eighteen yard, eight yards. So uh, you know, maybe Duke gonna do some things out, out over there in Cleveland. But um, Duke is not a very big guy himself. You know, he just he's just not an every down back. He's that third down situation kind of guy. He he just can't be the every down back. But coach the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you know, we talked about this, and I really think Coach um, Pagano, his job is on the line. Rex Ryan is is really doing some things in in Buffalo right now. And I I can see this team getting off to one of those hot starts where they win maybe four or five games in a row. Um, I don't see the Miami Dolphins doing that. I, I just don't see that happening. You don't think Miami could do that, Coach? I don't see Miami running off four or five games in a row. Hmm. And what are you? I, that's my sleeper team. I think I think Miami has the kind of defense it takes. I think Tannehill has gotten better each year, and I think the the 
cast and crew, I think, between Miller, the running back, and he's got several receivers that are pretty uh, consistently good. Uh, this uh, uh, this Landry kid, who returned to punt for a touchdown, uh, also had eight catches. Uh, I think they're going to be somebody to really have to work uh, at beating uh, you know, they, they won't beat themselves. And I think if you don't bring your A game, uh, you're going to lose to Miami this year. Well, I can see I, Miami winning. I can, I can see Miami winning 10 games, maybe even 11. I see, uh, I, I see, uh, Sue making a big difference on their defense. And I, I really see their defensive line as a, as a real strong part of what's going on in Miami. But, um, they they play at Jacksonville this week. Uh, that that should be a win. But then they play Buffalo and the Jets back to back. You know, I think I think those. I don't see them winning both of those games. They they're going to have they, some trouble with one of those. They could be three and one. They could be. They 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 could be. They could be. But I, I'm I'm really saying uh, I think Buffalo could be that team that stopped the Jaguars. And they could be that team that run off five games in a row. Yeah, I, I, I just that's just how I, I, I think. And now, Coach, you know, one of the most important games, not one of the most important, but uh, Seattle um, lost in an overtime game to St. Louis. And Jeff Fisher really looks like this team is, is going places. Coach, and Jeff Fisher's been successful everywhere he's been. And uh, I think uh, when they picked up uh, Foles, Nick Foles, I think that's the quarterback type that he likes. Uh, the kid uh, gave him good doubting uh, Sunday, and they beat the team that was uh, in the Super Bowl the last two years. And so, to me, that's an indication the Rams are headed in the right direction. I, I would agree with you, Coach. And um, um, Carolina beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, but hey, what else is new? Jacksonville always losing. You know, but um, I think Cam Newton um, really just in the same situation he was in last year just doesn't have the weapons to take this team. And it's going to make him look bad as a professional quarterback in this league because this team, that organization, just didn't go out and help him get the weapons he needed to, to, to be a, 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 a superior quarterback in this league. He's a good quarterback, but he could be a superior quarterback in this league. And, Coach, like I said earlier, I really think um, the New Orleans Saints have held on to Drew Brees just a bit too long, and uh, and it's going to start showing in the win category this year. Well, if they don't win eight games, they probably need to take the next step toward replacing him. I don't know that they will. Uh, I think that him and uh, Sean Payton are kind of joined at the hips, and uh, I, I, you know there were there were three times that they could have scored. They would have made the game a lot different. They had to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. So now you're talking about twelve more points. So now uh, the game ends up being uh, real close. So I don't know. Uh, I was disappointed in the fact that uh, they put a lot of energy supposedly in uh, their defense, and their defense, to me, uh, wasn't over-the-top great. Now, hey, Carol, Coach, uh, hey, Coach, it's, we, we're slapped out of time. 
I'd love to talk about these Saints a little bit more. I'd love to talk about the NFL a little bit more. But we got to go because this is Sports Info. And, hey, hey, and Floyd Mayweather, congratulations, 49-0. and 0. You should retire now. You got all the money you need. Go, go fishing. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.